All right, all right. So welcome to another episode of the Marketing Automation Data Quality and Compliance Discussion. I'm here with Kern, CEO of HubCell.com. And today we're discussing a Quora post, and it is all about LinkedIn and best practices for cold outreach on LinkedIn. So we'll dig in. All right, so uh, for those who are listening only, I'll go ahead and read the question verbatim. It's in three parts. Uh, First part is, is LinkedIn useful? Uh, They go on to say, how do I put LinkedIn to good use? And then perhaps it is more useful in some fields than others. So we took some notes on this subject, uh, broke it up into those three parts and published an answer that is in an outline format. So we'll dive into details around the points that we put into the discussion answer right here. So uh, first things first, is LinkedIn useful? Short answer, yes, yes. Uh, it's Absolutely. very useful. It wouldn't be where it is today uh, with the valuation and the daily active users if it wasn't useful. Um, second part of the question, how do I put LinkedIn to good use? So, Curran, why don't you go ahead and answer this uh, based on the outline that we put in the uh, answer there. Sure. Um, One of the things that you can do with LinkedIn is really uh, thought leadership. Um, You can uh, gain a lot of followers, share your ideas, promote a certain philosophy. The the possibilities there are really uh, countless. Um, most of the people, however, will never reach that point where they can actually be a leader. Simply through the, through the uh, process of elimination, there will be a few leaders and a lot of followers in every particular field. Um, that doesn't, however, limit the usefulness and utility of uh, LinkedIn. There are so many other things you can do with it. Um, one example here for exa- in the list here is recruitment. Now, I think for recruiters, LinkedIn is... Um, something that they can never replace with anything else. Uh, Before LinkedIn was there, they would have to, I don't even know how they did recruitment, to be honest. I think they were just calling people randomly and asking them what they do. Now you have the entire work history of a person on LinkedIn. You can target them. You can search for them. There's so many different filters you can use in LinkedIn just to find the right person. And you can get get in touch with people on the other side of the world with a few touches of buttons and uh, uh, drafting a nice message. Uh, events. Uh, your your ROI uh, in events can be double, trebled, uh, quadrupled if you use LinkedIn successfully. Uh, let's say you're going to an event and uh, um, you know the kind of people that are going to, event, to that event. Um, you, you can reach out to the people and oftentimes events now give you a, uh, a app with a lot of information about the uh, attendees. You should reach out to people beforehand on LinkedIn, try to connect with them beforehand on LinkedIn. Let's say you're going to an event in a particular city, uh, focusing on a particular uh, uh, vertical. Let's say SaaS industry in Berlin. If you're coming to an event from San Francisco to Berlin, uh, 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 focusing on the SaaS industry, I recommend you try to get in touch with C-level, head of sales and so forth, whoever the people are which are relevant to you in your particular product or market or department uh, with those of the local companies in Berlin and do that with LinkedIn. Try to connect with them and increase the ROI of your visit 
your event and so forth. Uh, the case for business development is, is very easy to make. Um, when you want to make a, a, a you know, uh, um, create opportunities uh, for you and your team, uh, LinkedIn is admissible. Uh, you can find the right kind of companies that might be in the market for your product. You can really narrowly segment your industry. And we have talked a lot about these kind of stuff, Alex, uh, why it is important to, to, to uh, uh, divide your market into very specific uh, subgroups and, and how uh, you should target them very specifically. That doesn't really stop only on sales, but pretty much all of these use cases that we're talking about um, will, will benefit from having a very narrow, very, very focused uh, uh, segment. And LinkedIn allows you to do it. Uh, the sales navigator of LinkedIn allows you to very narrowly, not only leads, but also accounts, uh, um, filter leads and accounts and find the right people that you want, right? And finally, the yep. channel partners. A lot of companies these days are becoming more and more system providers. And this is more of an example that is focused on the software industry, but also um, people somewhere down the supplier channel, right? Supply chain. They want to have channel partners. They might not be the direct seller to the end recipient and, and user. Um, they might want to be integrated into different, uh, let's say, platforms. And LinkedIn is great uh, for finding these people and then also reaching out to them, right? All of these things are good. The right way to use uh, uh, LinkedIn. But there are also a lot of people doing it wrongly. And I think, uh, uh, as, as far as I know, we will show some examples later on. But treat LinkedIn in the same way how you would treat any kind of communication with another person. Uh, don't go too fast, too early, right? Uh, don't try to sell uh, people with just a message or schedule demo. Try to give them value. Don't pretend you know them and, and use language as if you're already best friends for a long, long time. Don't mislead, don't lie, right? It's actually, you know, one of the uh, uh, key things in, in the the. the the guidelines for users that don't mislead people on LinkedIn, don't try to sell lies. And also, very importantly, also in real life, don't embellish yours and your company and your personal achievements. I think if you're doing all these things, or let's say if you don't do all these things, you're avoiding most of the mistakes that people make and focus on the right uses of LinkedIn. Mm. Yeah, and I'm going to restructure the answer a little bit to make mm. it uh, curtailed to what you just said, but um, I think it's important to reiterate that uh, the good use cases for LinkedIn, stuff like thought leadership, branding your personal, um, your personal brand yourself. And this oh, yeah. is good for stuff like authors, speakers, CEOs, etc. cetera. Uh, brand yourself on LinkedIn. Um, use it for recruitment. You know, make sure that you're showing how great it is to work at the company, but also directly targeting candidates that are passive, people that would not be on job boards. These, these uh, high-level software developers, high-level um, candidates that um, you cannot get to on Indeed. Um, you can get them directly by segmenting correctly, providing a valuable message, and targeting them on LinkedIn. The events use case that you mentioned is great. I used it recently with an event I went, went to in June, um, gathered the audience that I knew were going to be at the event. There's a few tactics for that, and we should add in another episode. Uh, segment them accordingly and provide direct outreach to make sure that the event is a success for me and my personal brand. Business development is a no-brainer. Channel partnerships, pretty much the same as business development, just a different uh, type of messaging. And then no matter what you do, do not 
try to sell in the first message. Do not try to pretend that you're best friends with the person that does not know you. Don't lie and don't embellish. You know, people hate when you brag about your company achievements through the entire message. Um, it's great, but uh, at the end of the day, uh, you want to start a conversation, not um, tell this person how great you are and get them to uh, to hate you before they even decide to <laughs> reply. Totally. Um, second part of the question, how do you do it correctly? We touched on a few um, aspects of this, um, but why don't you touch on um, real quickly how to make it, uh, uh, how to do it correctly on LinkedIn. All right. I think one of the, 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 the first thing you can think about before you do outreach is how you can make it valuable for the end recipient. Um, it, this is not just limited to um, using LinkedIn and using, uh, doing outreach in LinkedIn. It's pretty much in any kind of outreach. It needs to be valuable. It needs to be relevant for the end recipient. The person that you're trying to uh, um, contact, you know, the person with whom you're trying to establish contact um, should have benefit by just reading your message. Whatever you shared with them, it should be valuable to them. That's the first thing you should think about when you're drafting something. And um, try not to immediately go for a message. Uh, LinkedIn allows you to uh, get in touch with a person uh, in less invasive manners as well, right? Uh, first, just maybe follow them. Maybe visit the profile, actually look at the profile of the person and understand uh, um, what they're all about. Um, um, maybe then send a connection request after they accept your connection request. Don't immediately send a message, right? Say thank you and then wait for a few days. Then send a connection request. It's, it's just very normal to, to let the other person uh, um, have some time in between and uh, um, slowly progress this. If you're too fast, I think the other person would think that mm -hmm. you're pushy. And you don't really want to appear pushy. You've defeated the purpose of why you're doing things. You want to provide value. You want to be relevant. You want to start a dialogue, which could result in something mutually beneficial for both parties, right? Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> I think the, the remaining, for example, number four, um, you know, don't immediately send message. Try to connect. We, we, discussed, this, we just discussed that. And uh, let me check here. It's okay to add a line about something you want to want them to check out as long as it's useful for them. I think that's totally fine. As long as something, uh, asking feedback from somebody could be very nice. You know, it could be that they feel that they're honored, that you're mm -hmm. asking them feedback about something that is very relevant for their business, for their market, for their personal experience. So totally do that. However, don't do that uh, uh, as a lead in to, to something completely different. If that's genuinely what you want, you want feedback on something, Go for that, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and yeah. yeah, I think the point number two, point number six, uh, add a note that should just be this the standard practice. I don't even know why LinkedIn uh, went to just clicking a button and sending uh, uh, thousands of uh, connection requests. I think adding a, a note will definitely increase um, the um, the conversion to to accepting uh, a connection request. Yep. And I'll just iterate there on uh, the ad note. Um, one thing about the ad note specific notification and then how it looks in the UI um, on mobile and desktop. Um, when you get a push notification or a notification, you click on it. Uh, it's a connection request. They have added a note, but you don't always see the entire note. Um, you see the name of the person, you see the connection request next to it. 
and you may see the top line of the ad note. So when someone accepts that connection request, there is a very good chance that they have not read your ad note. So they could just, you know, see your name, see your face, and maybe they're just that type of person that accepts most people's connection requests. So when you decide on a follow-up sequence, don't assume in the text and the copy of that follow-up that they have read your first message. That's just the, uh, the quick best practice note there. Mm -hmm. So we'll move on here. Perhaps um, the, the last part of the question here is perhaps it is more useful in some fields than others. They're referring to LinkedIn and LinkedIn messaging and marketing in general. And yes, it is useful in more um, certain fields um, over others. Uh, let me just go through a few that I've used LinkedIn for successfully. B2B services. Clearly, most of the people on LinkedIn are there to network and interact with their colleagues, their work colleagues, and uh, their higher-ups. Um, recruiting. So another way to use LinkedIn is to make sure that you are present for your potential recruits, both as a company, as a brand, and as a employer, you personally. So whether that's passive recruits, you are doing cold outreach to passive recruits, or branding yourself to um, active recruits. Now, SaaS products um, like hubsell.com. So SaaS products are perfect for LinkedIn because they are typically B2B. Um, trying to think of a B2C SaaS product that uses LinkedIn. Um, yeah, anyways, think, they're, yeah. they're, yeah, you can use certain things like, Audible, just think. I think. Audible? Audible, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's sort of SaaS platforms, marketplaces. So you yeah. can still use those uh, LinkedIn, but typically B2B SaaS products thrive in LinkedIn. Um, now authors and speakers. So I have a couple clients that are authors, books coming out that would like to brand themselves. So doing thought leadership stuff, uh, reaching out to potential outlets for their um, channel partners and outlets for their um, books and also speaking engagements like we iterated in the previous uh, section. You're going to an event, you have a speaking engagement, you'd like to make sure that people attend, um, you'd like to make sure that the audience is ideal for the topic. So put them into a cold outreach sequence using LinkedIn. Uh, and then lastly, and I think I stole this section from you, but um, <laughs> Well, do you have anything to add for the, for the first section there, Karen? No, I think you covered pretty much everything. You're good to go. <laughs> good to go. I did. I did. Um, uh, anyway, so um, we'll we'll just talk real quickly about why uh, those use cases. Um, certain ones are better than others. Um, you know, B two B better than B two C for obvious reason. We don't have to reiterate that. Um, though LinkedIn has made huge improvements in their news feed. It's not quite the same as a Instagram or a Facebook. So the types of marketing oh, yeah. that you see on Instagram, um, uh, the product marketing, obviously, um, those are not going to thrive well in LinkedIn. Uh, and then people are on LinkedIn to know more about the professional networks. So that is your yeah, timely, exactly. you know, you want to get involved in conversations. Everything is timely when it's on LinkedIn, when it's related to something professional something with um, professional events, professional networks, professional services, professional products, anything that relates to making your business easier and more profitable, that is all relevant in LinkedIn. Um, so that's a good use case there. Now I ended, I just grabbed some 
screenshots of some two bad examples of cold outreach to me personally on LinkedIn. Uh, and then one okay example there at the bottom, but, um, Karen, why don't you um, explain what, what this, uh, well, I'll, I'll just do this. I'll give the premise and then you can give your thoughts on, um, on why it's bad. Uh, but um, I was approached, um, uh, you can't see the dates in the first message, but these messages are about, I think, three days apart. So I received four messages within three days, all very similar, all very intrusive, all pretty much uh, non um, relevant. I do not need any of these services. And um, also uh, uh, just not catered to me personally in my pain points. They, it, they did not do any research to me. Um, so so um, if you're listening, it was a someone offering um, a catering service. Um, they say, do you order catering at all for breakfast or lunches or for meetings in their first message? Very quickly, um, right after that, I believe it came in immediately after that. It was, hi, Alex, just following up with you. Did you have a breakfast or lunch scheduled for this week by chance? Uh, we'd love the opportunity. Um, asking me if I eat breakfast or lunch. Uh, and then they say, I'll give you, a, I'll offer you a $10 gift card to Amazon, Starbucks, or Sephora just for giving us a try. Ah, oh, man. So there's a lot yeah. there. And then the second message sequence is just as bad. Um, a yeah. couple days later, Alex just checking in to see if you had anything scheduled this week or next. Anything scheduled? I have no idea what he's referring to. <laughs> My personal schedule or scheduled between you and I, obviously we don't have anything scheduled. Of course I have stuff scheduled. And then finally, the last message I received from him is, hi Alex, anything scheduled for this week by chance, breakfast or lunch, question mark. We'd love an opportunity to impress. I'd offer you a $10 gift card to target Amazon Sephora or order plus 3% plus back for in parentheses, our rewards program. So super confusing, yeah. super desperate. Again, he's missing all of the points. The reason why I didn't reply to your first two, um, you didn't change anything. You didn't correct any of that. So any, any thoughts on this one? Current? Oh yeah. I mean, a lot of thoughts, a lot of thoughts. Uh, I think I'll just share a few. Uh, first of all, yeah, he's not providing any value to you. And he's not even explaining why he's targeting you. Why is he even getting in touch with you? Why should you even have a particular service uh, uh, for catering and so forth? What value is he bringing on the table? None of that is clear. And let's say he made the mistake in the first email, first message, I mean. In the second one, he just repeats. And he's taking the word, probably he heard somebody say that you need to make your messages valuable. He's actually trying to give you money to reply to him. He's just offering you direct monetary values. They just reply to me and, and you know, I'll, I'll give you $10. I think that's, that in itself shows that he has not done his homework about what exactly would make his product. And we're not saying his product is not good. He could have a very, very good product. He could have a very excellent way of selecting the right people, uh, uh, you know, in, in the catering industry and he is able to create the best packages for food and, and everything. And your, your meeting attendees would be super impressed. All of that is possible, but it's not communicating any value to you in these messages. I think that's the, you can draw a line through all of them. And that is the one main thing that is not doing right. Yep. Uh, 
we talked a little bit earlier about about this image. Um, you, you shared with me, and I, I felt that that was the, the perfect answer to how he could do it right. If you want to help this guy, how should he do it? I think let's talk about that. I think you said that yeah. something earlier. Yeah, and I'll try to recall exactly what I said, but um, I believe it was on along the lines of, uh, you know, if you do want my attention, um, maybe I'll use your service, maybe not. Um, hypothetically, he did a little more research, and I am a perfect target audience for him. Um, I would say something like this. I would uh, propose that not only am I able to provide you with a catering service, but uh, because of our because of our um, scope of work that we've done nearby, so let's say downtown Chicago, uh, we have clients all throughout downtown Chicago. Not only can we help provide you know catering services for you. But if you'd like, I mean, I have a list of restaurants within a couple mile radius that all provide great catering services to offices in your location. I can provide that list for you if you'd like it. Now, if you want to take the next step and work with me and have us uh, deliver your meals on time on a certain day a week, great. Let's talk. But at least give something of value, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so I think that's a, a good way to approach this. Just make sure you give some sort of value, be creative with it. Don't expect them to need your service at that time, but they could need it soon. So at least keep them on the hook, get them involved and uh, give that value so that they trust you and they essentially like you. And by providing you the list of the best restaurants, I mean, not just for catering, you could also go there and eat somewhere uh, in, the, in those restaurants. He has provided um, proof of his credibility. If those restaurants are actually good, you say, okay, he's sourcing all of his catering services from these restaurants. He is sourcing from high quality restaurants, right? There and you go. That, will, that would easily make you decide when you actually need that service. Hey, wait a minute. That guy that contacted me, he knows all of the right restaurants. I'm going to contact him. Yeah. And I'd, I'd go as far as to say something along the lines of we have a screening process. If any restaurant in our network that we provide for our clients is late on an occasion, uh, doesn't provide the right order, uh, we eliminate them from our ordering. Uh, we, we eliminate them from our group. And we have sort of a screening process. If there's any quality issues that our customers complain, we have a screening process. So not only do we facilitate the entire process for you, we make sure that your employees are happy every time and you do not make the mistake of ordering from the wrong place on a whim. Uh, and wasting all of your time and making your employees unhappy, which uh, has all these uh, effects. Um, so summarizing that in a nice, concise statement, provide the value, provide the reason why, and yeah. uh, break that up into a nice sequence. And again, we can talk about this, and uh, we do talk about this in another episode, but I like to first retarget that list with some sort of a thought leadership yeah. uh, post. So here's my breakdown of this in this industry something super valuable doing all the research for my potential clients retarget them with an ad with a quick link to where that uh, research exists so it shows my brand it shows my face next to something of value so then in that situation you don't have to be as valuable in your first message because they've already seen that you do provide value and hopefully uh, retrieve that value before you even message them um so yeah, that's that's that. I think number two, if you have any mm -hmm. comments on this, 
Um, no, no, I think we've talked enough by, about number one. Let's, let's go to number two. Yeah, exactly. So number two is just a um, uh, two-message sequence. It looks a little different because I took a screenshot off desktop, but uh, the first message is, hi, Alex, thank you for connecting. My business is the blank agency. Mm -hmm. We provide the highest level of support for our clients in the field of digital social selling. Uh, we have significant experience promoting different services, products, or conducting on-demand leads generation campaign on LinkedIn. There's some grammar issues there, yeah. et cetera. More about us, blank. Uh, is that something you'd be interested in? Thank you, blank, business development at blank. Now, 10 days later, uh, yeah. just about nine days later, uh, he follows up with, hi, Alex, hope you are doing well. Just a quick reminder about our proposal. Have you by chance considered it? Would be great to hear your thoughts awaiting your response. So, Karan, I'll just let you go after this one. I mean, this is a classic example of just trying to sell with the first message that you sent. I would also be very, very interested in finding out how long he waited before you accepted his, his connection request. Because it seems like he sent you a connection request, you accepted it, and then he messaged you. Do you happen to recall how long that period was? Uh, between these two messages, it was no, between, nine days. No, between you accepting his connection request and he sending you the first message. Oh, oh no, I don't. I don't okay. recall that. Um, okay, doesn't matter. Um, and he may have already been a connection. I, I don't, I don't okay. uh, remember. I'll, I'll dig into that. If I find it, I'll let you know. Okay, but the, the, the first message is immediately a sell. And that, that's, I think that's what, the, the, that's what the main thing is that is wrong with it, is that he is immediately telling you what they do. And uh, he's saying that he, they provide the highest level of support uh, for their clients and, and, and in digital and social selling. And it's kind of like if you're using your own weapons, then these are not really the right weapons. You, you did do a good job selling your selling to me, right? You've kind of contradicted uh, the, the work that you do for your customers by not being able to sell your own work to me. And uh, if, if, if he would actually, or she would, I'm, I'm not going to, I don't know what gender this person is, um, but if they would um, start with, exactly as you said, share something valuable to you. Hey, I found out that on LinkedIn, these and these things really work. Just wanted to share that with you because I know you're a, you're a, a um, you know, a, a, a outreach expert. Um, have you tried these tactics? Uh, would love to hear your thoughts. Uh, we are doing this here yeah. and here and it's successful. What do you think? Yeah. Start get a dialogue going, right? Yeah. And from that dialogue, it could be that, you know, you talk, you share, you share thoughts. And at that point you feel, you realize that there are some solutions that he can provide that you or your clients can, can benefit from. And that would be the, the foundation of a conversation uh, which is in the context of have, doing business with each other. Yeah. Espe and especially, yeah, sorry. Yeah, I, and I was just going to reiterate that. I mean, it's a situation where you have to, you have to respect the person that you're reaching out to. They may not be good at or know or have the service that you're providing, uh, but they may. Um, so you have to kind of be very, very uh, thoughtful, very mindful about the person that you're reaching out to and their situation and make sure that if it's one or the other, you've got your bases covered. Like if I have my sales enablement taken care of, if I do not need 
on-demand lead generation services for LinkedIn, which I don't, um, you are creating a message that works in either case because I may have it now, but I may not have it in a month from now. And if you have created a message that is mindful, that is valuable, that is um, specific to me and my situation, then I may remember you. And maybe I opt in for your newsletter or maybe I click through and see what you have going on and I put it in my to-do list uh, to follow up in a month when maybe my contract with my current agency expires. But be very mindful. Don't expect that they do not know what you do and how you do it. I know everything about lead generation on LinkedIn. I don't need help with that, but maybe I do. And maybe I just like to outsource it. So just be nice, be respectful, be mindful and provide me with some value so that I can put you in my books for when I am ready to uh, give you a call. And finally, um, last example here is just an okay one. We don't have to dive in too deep on this, but I, I put an okay example. It's not great. Um, but, uh, it's a sales navigator message and it says, Alex, as a subject, Alex comma saw your recent posts and followed the body of the message is looking forward to you future posts. So a little spelling issue there and activity on LI Alex with a hyphen, take a look at my profile and the most recent videos follow back. I don't know if that's one word. <laughs> yeah, there's <laughs> one word and connect if you feel the same as I do, I may rescind my okay and, and mark this as bad, but um, I meant to say, okay, because it, uh, it isn't, you know, it's, it's not um, anything. He's not doing anything blatantly wrong besides the misspelling. He's not uh, showing ego. He's not um, trying to sell something. So he follows a few, few of our best practices. Um, but Karan, why don't you just mention, the sales, the difference between the sales navigator in mail and how intrusive that is, and then uh, any best practices you recommend there. Yeah, sure. I mean, whenever you message somebody via in mail, it's it's a bit of a surprise. They've never heard from you because you can, you know, message um, uh, anybody with an in mail. Uh, they don't need to be connected to you. Um, it, it it is way more intrusive than an email. Uh, people are used to receiving emails from people that they don't know. Uh, they're not really used to receiving in mails. From, from people that they don't know yet. I think mm -hmm. they might get to that. So always uh, start with something, um, let's say soft touch, uh, low touch. Uh, go for, as I said earlier, uh, just visit the profile, uh, send a connection request, maybe like their posts, um, then take your time. And, and by that time, hopefully you've already drafted a very good way to get in touch with that person, make it maybe something relevant and uh, share that with them and build something on top of that. What this person has done, it's actually, as you said, it's not bad. It's not great, but it's also not bad. Uh, they mm -hmm. have put the focus on you. That's the first good thing, right? They, they, they're talking about your posts. I'm not sure if the, this person has actually read your posts, but at least he's talking about your posts and not, hey, I talk about this, read this, right? And uh, he said, I've read your posts and I, and I implies that he likes them, but check out some of the videos that I have. And if you want to follow back, great. I think it's, it's soft, it's low touch, it's not too intrusive, mm -hmm. but it kind of is confusing. You don't really know what they want. Uh, he also did not really talk about what exactly they do, what field they're in. 
is it relevant for me or not? I would have to take two, three, four steps to find out if, if this person is um, somebody interesting for me to engage with. Yep. And that homework could have been done for me so that I'm like, okay, this is great. I do want to know more about this. It would just progress the entire, entire process. It would progress everything um, uh, way faster. I love it. I love it. So this is great. This was uh, longer than I expected, but as usual, I think we provided some excellent value. So I look forward to our next conversation and uh, you have a good rest of the week. Thank you, Alex. Take care. Take care. Bye.